Welcome back to another episode of the EPL boys. Uh, this voice might sound weird right at the beginning because Matt is not on today. He, uh, he had some stuff um, that he had to do and I'm not going to be around this weekend. So we had to get this episode out tonight, but we do have longtime listener and fan and friend of the show, Dom joining us. Dom, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Uh, glad as always to be back. So yeah. Yeah, well, um, this is a fun episode. It won't be too long because we're really just previewing, um, you know, match day six. But we did have Champions League and Europa League this week. So we'll start off with that. Um, Some big games, some very crucial games, even in the first game day. Um, I think we should probably just start with Bayern United. Um, What a game. Uh, Everyone kind of expected Bayern to just run away with this, and they did. Uh, But I don't know how Manchester United had any kind of comeback honestly they because they kind of did it, it was you know it didn't mean anything at the end but were, were you watching this game dom at all because I, I watched the shit out of this game and i could not believe Bayern still won this after taking their foot off the gas so so i did i did watch this game um i was also streaming at the same time so i was kind of like looking back and forth um but i actually turned it off when Bayern went up 3-1 um that that's when I turned it off and then I uh, I kind of like saw I was like oh four to three what the heck happened and it's kind of a misleading four to three though because really Byron went back up four to two and then United scored another one like at the death it seemed like I didn't I didn't go back and watch the highlights but it just seemed it was kind of like a misleading four three um because yeah. Byron was just smacking Manchester United around and Onana looked like absolute garbage um yeah yeah, no, uh, Bayern, I, they just are a different level of team than Manchester United. And yeah, you're right. This is a very misleading scoreline. If you look at the statistics, it's heavily in Bayern's favor. Um, yeah, Onana is probably not the guy. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I, th- I, think, I, think he, I think he could be the guy. I think he's just very mistake prone and they knew that. They knew that getting him. Cause that's what I always saw about him. Cause like he used to be a Barcelona um, academy player, and then when he was at Ajax, everybody always said like he's mistake prone. Like he makes a mistake every once in a while, but he makes those saves usually. So I think it's just supposed to happen, and I, I do give him massive credit for asking to come out to the media and talking after the game. I don't know if you saw this, but he actually asked to talk to the media and um, you know blame the whole thing on himself, and you know there's other things that are to blame when you give up four goals besides yourself. But I just wanted to give him um, props for that, at least. Yeah, I, I guess so. But at the same time, if he's, you know, mistake prone every once in a while, well, he's made a lot of mistakes this season already. So True. I, I don't last know. Year, last year's gold glove winner in the Premier League made quite a few mistakes, too. <laughs> yeah, but everybody expects that from Tampa Day yeah. at this point. So I don't know. But uh, we'll move on. We're not going to talk about every game, but just a couple mm-hmm. of them. A couple of them. Uh, you know, obviously that we're fans of because Dom here is a Newcastle fan, diehard Newcastle fan. Um, I'll leave the Newcastle game off to you. Uh, what do you think about the nil-nil draw against Milan? Um, I think I think it was it was 
it was very stressful to say the least, um, just because of the amount of shots that Milan had on Newcastle. Um, in comparison, it looked like Milan absolutely ran away with this game because I think it was like 22 to like six or like 20 to six or something stupid. But the shots they were taking, um, besides maybe like six or seven weren't like the greatest shots. So I don't really look too, too much into that. And I think Newcastle looked pretty good um, for their first time being in a European action in 20 years. So, I mean, there's not really much you can take away besides the fact like, hey, that's a good point. Getting a point away from home for Newcastle is big. They kind of got the jitters out. Um, and it, it, it wasn't even really Newcastle's strongest lineup either. So that was the other thing I was noticing. The rotation by Eddie Howe seems like it's uh, been pretty good. So I, I was I was excited overall. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I think it's a fantastic point away in the group stage in the group of death. Um, I, I think it's a little concerning that Newcastle only had one shot on target from six. And you look at Milan at home, a good team, nine shots on target from 25. That's a little concerning. But at the same time, to be able to withstand that, that's – it's a good defensive sign, at least. Yeah. So, so one thing I want to say is, if anybody listening uh, gets a chance and didn't get to see the highlight of Rafael Leal sitting like three Newcastle defenders like the wrong way and then going to do that back heel goal and missing it completely and falling, it's pure comedy. Pure comedy. Loved it. I don't know what the fuck he was doing. I mean, Leal is a fantastic player. Don't get me oh, wrong. Oh, he is. But, oh my god, that was very cringy. To yeah, say the least. <laughs> um, like literally just just fucking shoot it. Like, and there was no need for it either. He just no, decided yeah. he wanted. He's like, I beat three players. I'm gonna trip on. I mean, <laughs> to be fair to him, it would have been an insane goal. Oh, but yeah. he just it got been, it. All it would have been an it would have been an insane goal if he would have just shot it normally. Even <laughs> yeah, just for how I many guess. people he dribbled past. <laughs> yeah. Oh well. Um. Yeah. No, but uh, I'm excited to see the the rest of the matchups in that group. Uh. Mm-hmm. I mean, PSG and Dortmund the other two teams and i don't know how that group got drawn but uh it is have you, it's gonna be fun have you seen the video of uh real madrid getting picked have you seen that where he reaches in grabs the first ball holds the yeah ball? i heard about that yeah <laughs> it's actually kind of funny i i you never know but uh it was just kind of funny to see uh, sometimes but, you do know but though yeah <laughs> All right. Um, the last game we'll talk about in Europe. I mean, we don't even really have to talk about it. Liverpool, just because I'm a Liverpool fan. Uh, they played Lask, uh, the Austrian team. Um, <laughs> that was today as we're recording on Thursday. Uh, they won 3-1. They went they went 1-0 down in the first half from a great shot from outside the box from Flecker. I, I think that was his name. I don't know. I don't know this team at all. Um, after the, after the first half, I was a little worried that Liverpool, the way they started the game with their lineup, it was a lot of young guys, a lot of inexperienced guys. Uh, Gra- uh, Birch got his first start. Second half rolled around, even before the big name guys came on, like Salah. It, it, even before that, Liverpool just took control. One three one. I'm happy. It's an expected result. Um, it's the Europa League. We're not going to talk about it too much. But um, yeah, we'll move on. Just uh, we're gonna preview all the uh, the Premier League games. This should be a fun week. A lot of good matchups. Um, even though Matt's not here, I have all his picks as well as the fan picks. So we'll go over all of them as well. We'll start off. Uh, well, I was about to say bright and early, but there is no 7:30 a.m. Eastern time game. Love to see it. Um, mm-hmm. I'm actually not gonna get to watch any of these games, unfortunately, because this weekend I will be at a golf outing all weekend. So yeah, I might. Play. Well, yeah, I'm gonna be golfing though. 
<laughs> yeah. I'm going to be drinking golfing. very early <laughs> and golfing. No, <laughs> no, I don't take a break while golfing. Um, I might get to watch, if I get home in time, I might get to watch the Sheffield-Newcastle game, but uh, we'll see. But Come first on. game. On Sunday or Saturday? On, on Sunday. Oh, okay, okay. When I'm back, yeah. Um, but we'll start off uh, first 10 a.m. game on Saturday. Manchester City's hosting Nottingham Forest. Um, I don't, like, what sucks is that I love Nottingham Forest. Uh, this season I think they've been fantastic the problem is they're going to get a a, a wake-up call here away to City they're not going to be able to do anything they're going to try and play the counter-attack but City are just built to withstand that and this is going to be an easy probably three or four now what do you yeah. think Tom I, I mean if not if Nyan Forest is lucky they get a goal maybe maybe, maybe late in the game I'm, I'm, I'm seeing like a 5-1 4-1 at best for Nottingham Forest. I it, mean, it, it could it, get ugly. They they could do well, but I don't know. I just City's just a different beast, and it's at home, uh, so it's just I don't see it ending any other way for Nottingham Forest. Yeah, no, it, I I think it's going to get ugly. Um, if there few teams in the league right now, based on current form, I could see giving City a game, and Nottingham Forest is one of those teams. I just I don't think anybody's gonna be able to do it right now. The way City are flying. Uh, well, and even even West Ham. Last week they gave City a very good game, but in the end, City still won three to one, I think, or something like that. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. It's, they just have too much. It's just City. Um, <laughs> yeah, but Matt agrees with City, and so do the fans naturally. So next game, also at 10 a.m., we got Crystal Palace versus or hosting Fulham. Um, what do you think of Dom? I'll let you go first. Crystal Palace and Fulham. I see this one ending in a draw. Um, I don't know if it's going to be high scoring or low scoring because I never know what's going to happen with Crystal Palace and I never know what's going to happen with Fulham. So I have no idea. I think it's just going to be a draw based off of how Crystal Palace absolutely imploded last weekend. I don't see their confidence being very high and I can see Fulham coming in and sneaking out a point easily out of this one. Yeah, well, uh, the fans agree with you with the draw. Uh, Matt is going with Palace. Um, he's not here to defend his pick, so I'll just give it to him. Um, I am also going to agree draw i i don't i had much higher expectations for fulham than they've shown as well as palace honestly so i i think they're kind of at the same level that 10th to 14th position um is where i realistically see both teams finishing at the end of the season and i i just can't separate them so i'm gonna go draw but um we'll move on to the last 10 a.m game on saturday luton town good old luton town hosting at kenilworth road wolverhampton wanderers this game is going to suck this game is going to be awful. Luton have shown me nothing. Wolves are terrible. Even even though Wolves are terrible, they're going to dismantle Luton Town. Wolves have played in the Premier League for a couple seasons. They at least know how to do it. And Luton just haven't even gotten a chance to do anything in the league. And I cannot, in good conscience, pick them to get a single point until they show me that they can get a single point. So I have to go Wolves away here. What do you think of yeah, I was, I was, it's at home for Luton. Like, that usually gives you some sort of chance at a draw. And I want, with my heart, to go with a nil-nil draw and just say it's a really boring game, like you said. But it's Luton, and I you, you can't pick Luton until they show they can even get a point against anybody. Yep, so I, yep. see, I see this being a boring game, just like you said, but I see Wolves absolutely dismantling them 
Um, and I think Wolves are going to do a little better than people thought at the beginning of the year. Um, I feel like they're kind of, kind of turning it around a little bit, so I, I can see them really dismantling them here. Well, the fans agree with you and I, and uh, Matt's going draw. Don't know why. I, I I feel like he's agreed with me in the past that we can't we can't give them any points until they get points. So I I don't know, but you know Matt Matt could know something that we don't. <laughs> he he might he might. <laughs> yeah. We'll go on to uh, 12.30 on Saturday. Um, oh, I was going to say, are there two games? 12.30. No, there's actually a 3 p.m. game on Saturday. I might actually get to watch that, Burnley Man United. But Brentford and Everton will be playing at 12.30, Brentford hosting. And, you know, Dude, can we just, can we just like, stop right here and just go Brentford across the board? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I'm looking down at Matt the fans. Yeah, they, they both went Brentford. I'm also going Brentford for obvious reasons. I think Everton are another one where I just, in good conscience, I can't, like, I think the only matchup I would have them winning at right now is probably Luton Town. And even then, that might be tough for Everton. Like, yeah, Luton I, Town might be thinking, oh, here's where we're going to get points. Like, Oh, I, I agree. I think, I think the only team that Everton could possibly get points against would be, like you said, Luton or maybe, maybe Sheffield. I, I think they could, I think it could squeak out a draw against Sheffield, but like anybody else, especially away from home, I, they're, they're just going to lose Brentford. Brentford's going to win probably three to one. So Everton will score. I think Beto will get a goal because that guy looks like he's he might be might be pretty good. Um, but Brentford are going to win this one easily, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't think it's close. But Brentford all across the board. We get to our last game on Saturday at 3 p.m. I do like these 3 p.m. kickoffs on Saturdays. Um, I think they add just a little more of like the all day feeling, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um so that's fun, but Burnley are hosting Manchester United. You know, it's tough. It's tough to to predict how Man United are going to play. This is Burnley, though, and the way they played this season, this could be a really good bounce back win for United. So I'm going to go Manchester United, but they have not been consistent this season. So I 100% agree. I think I think Man United will win this game. Um, I uh, I just I don't see enough from Burnley. I actually watched Burnley play. Didn't they? I think they had the Monday game, and I, I came home and I watched them in the second half, and they actually looked pretty good. Um, but I just think Man United has just better talent um, on their team, so I think they'll get the win. And I I feel like the 3 p.m. game was probably supposed to be like a 7:30 a.m. game, and then with the Champions League, they might not be able to turn it around. So I think that might be why we got that 3 p.m. game this week. Now that I think about it, yeah, that's possible. I mean, some sometimes it's just random, but that might yeah. be true for scheduling conflicts. Um, no, Burnley, I, they've impressed me in the sense that they don't play Sean Dyche ball anymore. <laughs> And that's I keep saying that like I like Burnley because they they actually play like a real fucking team. They don't just well, sit back and get headers. Like I I I like that about them. I ju- they're just not good yet. The other thing that I just remembered when I was watching that game is that their um their guy their striker I forget what his name is, but um he's actually the like I think he's the only player that's really scored for them this year. Um he's actually suspended um three game red card um from the last game for violent conduct. He like elbowed the dude. Um, so they're going to be without him too. Why am I not remembering who Burnley striker is? He's like number 17 or 19. He's got like two or three. Oh, oh, Lyle Foster. Yeah. Yeah. That guy. Yeah. Yeah. Lyle Foster. Yeah. 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 
Yeah, no, that that was a bad red card. But um, yeah, yes. so that that doesn't help them at all. But either way, even if he's in there, I think United can get the job done. Mm. Um, but yeah, we move on. Sunday, 9 a.m., Chelsea hosting Aston Villa. Another very intriguing matchup where I, I can't trust Chelsea with anything. Um, yeah. Oh, oh, and also uh, for the Burnley United game, Matt's going United, fans going United. Makes sense. United cross the board. So back to Chelsea Villa. Matt has Villa. I don't blame him. The fans also have Villa. I'm going to go draw. Just because I don't know what I'm going to get out of either of these two teams. Villa on their day are fantastic. Chelsea on their day don't know how to play the, the right positions, but somehow they get results here and there. So I I don't know. I have to go a very either boring or extremely entertaining draw. What do you think, Dom? So I don't I don't think we've disagreed with each other yet. <laughs> and it's I, I think it's going to stay that way too because I, I see this being a draw – um, Chelsea, they suck, but they are at home. And Aston Villa, like you said, they're so up and down this year. Um, I have a theory about that. And I, my, my theory is that Unai Emery is able to bring in good players. So now he's a bad coach. He, he just does so well with mid-level players. And once you start bringing in those better players, he just crashes and burns. So I'm starting to think he just doesn't know how to handle good players. And he can only coach Europa League quality players so <laughs> you, you know i never i never think about that. it think no, that's about that's it. true because he didn't really do very well at arsenal when psg he, yeah oh yeah too. i forgot it was at psg the psg yeah. yeah holy shit that's he's done good at what people don't talk about that <laughs> yeah wow okay yeah he, he did well last year at, he did really he well last year yeah. with uh villa and then they they brought in all these really good players and now they're like they either win five to one or lose five to one yeah holy shit that's uh Think about it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I tend to agree. Wow. Um, just inconsistencies, but um, yeah, draw. Uh, what does Matt have? Oh, yeah. Matt has Villa and fans have Villa. Um, yeah. So we go into probably the, the biggest game of the weekend. Uh, Arsenal, Tottenham, North London Derby, also at 9 a.m. Nobody's going to be watching Chelsea Villa. Everybody's going to be watching Arsenal, Tottenham. Um, it's Arsenal at home. Tottenham are playing out their asses. Arsenal are great on their day. I have to go draw. I think based on form, based on form, Dom, you can't say draw. (laughs) I know. And I'm like, (laughs) based on form, I have to go with a draw. I think Arsenal are going to come out flying, but Spurs have just been there this season. I know it's early and it pains me to say it. They are actually a good team. They actually made good moves for James Madison. Like I, James Madison is going, it has a, has a chance to be in the team of the year at the end of the season. I feel like if he continues playing like this, He's not, he doesn't always stay healthy, which could be a concern. So far, he hasn't shown any sign of, of being injury prone for Spurs. So that's good. Um, even without really having that recognized striker, because um, uh, Brennan Johnson, he's not an out and out striker. I love him as a player, but he's really more, more of a winger. He's a speedy winger. He can play striker, but he didn't do that for Nottingham Forest. So I, I don't. A lot of people are saying it's like, oh, they have their striker. I was like, he's not a striker. Like, Richarlison's still their striker, and we know how effective that is long-term. So, you told me I can't choose a draw. I mean, you can. You can. If that's actually what you think, you can. I, I was going to go with a draw. Um, reason being, like you said, Spurs been playing out of their ass. Um, but 
the reason Spurs are playing so well is because they finally have a coach that suits their players. And I've been saying this before the season, um, everybody overreacting about them finishing in like 10th or 12th this year. I, I, I didn't see it happening. They have no European fixtures, and their coach plays a high-tempo 4-3-3 sort of um, formation that worked always worked very well when they were under Pochettino. Pochettino had that same sort of play style, and now that they bring a guy back that fits the players they have in their club, and they're not just going all defensive, I think that you're seeing a new Spurs. Um, so I will go with a draw. But if one team were to win it, I believe it would be Arsenal this week. But I would pick a draw otherwise. I, I can't even say that. I think the two teams, based on form, are just dead even. So I, I have to go draw. But um, the fans are agreeing with us, draw, and Matt's going Arsenal, which, fair, they're at home. And Matt, they, Matt's just going, whatever we say, he's like, nah, I'm going the other way. <laughs> well, that's usually how it turns out with me anyway. He usually yeah. does not go with how I'm thinking. And uh, he usually wins the, He usually wins it at the end. So I should really take more tips from him. But we move on to the the third 9 a.m. game on Sunday. Wow, there's four 9 a.m. I hate, I hate that they do this. There's four, there's five games on Sunday. Four of them are at the same time and one's yeah. at left. I, I don't understand that. No point. Liverpool is hosting West Ham. Um, I have to go with Liverpool because they're at home. They just they, they rarely drop points at home. They are playing well right now. They're getting results. Even I I bet they go down like I bet they go down a goal in the first half, and then they come back and win four two. I I just even as good as West Ham have been. And another reason I'm going Liverpool here is did you see what Mikel Antonio has said this week? I saw he said something. I and I read it and I forget. He said a few oh, things. Oh, he said they're going to end up higher in the table than Liverpool. Yeah, that's not even what I'm most mad about. He, we won. He said that, which is bold claim for you know being in a relegation battle last season. Um, you're not getting any younger. You're not getting any faster. You're not getting any better. Uh, so just bold, bold claim. Whatever. You're allowed your opinions. He went on in that podcast to talk about the Mohamed Salah situation. And basically say Liverpool are a poorly run club. These aren't his actual words, but this is like a transcription of it. Basically say calling Liverpool a very poorly run club for not taking the money for Salah, where Salah is a Muslim player. He could have gone to Saudi Arabia, a Muslim country, and he should have gone. He Liverpool forced him to stay, and that's why they're a poor, poorly run club. And that bothers me because Salah and his agent very clearly, as soon as there was any interest, said, no, we're not leaving. Like we're staying. We're part of this Liverpool team. We're not going. And all the all the media speculation of oh Saudi Arabia, they're upping their offer to 150 to 200 million pounds. Will that you know test the water? Like will, will that make Liverpool want to sell? No, they're they're in no position where they need to sell. And Salah has flat out just stated, no, I am I am here as long as Liverpool wants me here. So I I don't understand why Mikel Antonio would bother trying to stir the pot like that right before this game you're just gonna make him mad like i i you're just gonna make one of the best players in the world angry and he's probably gonna score a hat trick so he's just he's just setting himself up for a, a post post um playing career gig in the studio he said stuff like this before like i've seen him on like podcasts and all that with other soccer players and he always is like joking about other players and and like, you know, saying some hot take and stuff. So like, it doesn't surprise me. He's probably just 
trying to get clicks and stuff like that because he makes some more money off of it um, yeah. because, you know, people start, you know, looking into his stuff and watching his stuff. So it's it's probably what it is, but right. I, would, well, I wouldn't look too much into it. But no, I know it's just it's just making me feel even better about Liverpool at home at Anfield against West Ham. Uh, but Matt and the fans are both agreeing with me. Dom, what do you think about this game? Oh, I'm I'm uh, agreeing, of course. Obviously, we literally agreed on every single pick this week. Um, but yeah, Liverpool, Liverpool is going to win this game. Um, I think that they have more depth than West Ham. Um, they're both in European competition. Um, correct. Am yeah, I, they're both yeah, in Europe. West Ham, West Ham's in Europa League, correct? Yeah, West Ham. I, I think. Yeah, because they won the Conference today. League last year. Yep. Yeah. That's yeah, I think they. I forget who they were playing today, but I, yeah, I'm pretty but sure I they just, won. Yeah. I, I think Liverpool just has more depth, fresher legs. West Ham just played like I mean they played played and they did a very good job against Man City but you could tell at the end they lost because they were the tired team and I see Liverpool doing that to them again so yeah, yeah no it's it, it makes sense to choose Liverpool here but um we'll go on to the second to last game uh the last 9 a.m game on Sunday Brighton is hosting Bournemouth and the way Brighton have played I can't choose anything but a Brighton home win uh they are just a fantastic team they're probably going to finish in the top seven, maybe top six again this season. And they are, uh, wait, do, do Brighton have conference league, I want to say? Or was that Villa? I, I, I forget. No, Brighton, are they in the Europa League? Brighton, I think, is in the Europa League. Are they in the Europa League and it was Villa that's in the conference league? That yeah, makes sense. So. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. Um, yeah, even with that competition, they've just shown how good they are at the beginning of the season. And they just have the players, man. Bournemouth do not. But uh, Bournemouth, I like Dominic Solanke. I like some of their guys. But when it comes down to playing against not only the the, the big teams like the Manchester United, the Liverpool, the Arsenal, and City, teams like that, even the big teams like Brighton at this point or Villa, I don't see them getting results, especially away from home. So Brighton, are, I think this will be a very simple 3-0 win. What do you think? Yeah, Brighton just have the depth. That's the thing is people, I don't think people understand Brighton aren't like most of your like mid-table clubs where they have a solid starting 11. They have maybe one or two guys off the bench and then the rest of the guy are like some schlubs. Brighton has depth. I mean, at left wing, they've got what? Ansu Fati, Matoma, Stryker. They've got Danny Welbeck, who's older, but doing well this year. They got Ferguson. You see Estupinan got... Pascal Gross on the other wing. Exactly. Estupinan got hurt. Terry Glamty comes in and puts in a team of the week performance. Like, he, he just, he, they just have so much depth. And I just don't see them losing to Bournemouth. Um, because even with playing in Europa League, they, they have the depth to um, navigate both, in my opinion. So I think it's an easy, probably, it's probably 3 1, 2 1 win. Um, but even if it's 2 1, I think it's maybe Bournemouth getting a scrappy goal late. So. Yeah, it should be simple. Matt and the fans both go with Brighton. Um, it's the right choice. But we come to our last game of the weekend, 11.30 a.m. on Sunday. Sheffield United hosting Newcastle United. I'm going I'm to let you kick this one off because Newcastle is your team. Oh, I, I appreciate that. Thank you. Um, so I think this is a game where you're going to see Newcastle score about eight goals. Now, um, I think you're going to see Newcastle uh, get a win. I don't think it's going to be pretty. I think it's going to be a one nothing or two to one win where they have about 15, 16 shots. I think they're going to only, like you said earlier, have maybe two or three on target. 
Um, that's Newcastle's problem right now. Um, Eddie Howe has moved into a more attacking um, formation, or and uh, not really formation, but the way he's playing. He's playing more attacking, which is what he likes to do. Last year and the year before, he set up more defensively because he knew he didn't have what it took to score those goals. Now that he's actually trying to score those goals because he has those players, now we're we're looking at players who are shooting the ball 30 yards wide, uh, kicking the ball straight into defenders. So I think that you're going to see a 2-1, to one, maybe one nothing. Um scrappy victory for Newcastle here. I don't think they'll lose. I don't think they'll draw, um, but I don't think it'll be pretty. And I think that that's what we're going to have to get used to until we find our shooting boots. Um, once we find them, it's going to be scary. Yeah. Um, so Matt and the fans are both going Newcastle, which obviously to your, all your points makes sense. I am also going to go Newcastle. So we will go 10 for 10 with the same picks. All right. um, the one thing I'll say about Newcastle, they need to be careful. They need to find, they need to figure out how they, they're going to approach the season because I think it needs to be a lot different from last season where they had the best defense in the league, but sometimes they struggled to, you know, pour the goals in. And I think with the team they have with Alexander Isak and Callum Wilson, you have to, you have to be consistent goal scorers. I, I just don't think a stout defense is going to improve Newcastle this season especially with playing so many extra games in the Champions League, maybe making a deep cup run, which I think would be a very good step forward for Newcastle if they could do that, maybe win the FA Cup or the Carabao Cup. Sheffield, I don't really trust them at all, which is why I'm going to go with Newcastle, even at home. I just, I'm afraid for Newcastle that they're going to be thinking, okay, we played well in quotes against in Milan, but we're going away again and are we going to try and sit back again and not go forward? And then we get hit on the counter and, oh, no, it's already one nothing. I, I just – that's my only worry. I think Newcastle have what it takes to win. But. So, so with that said, um, that's how Newcastle used to play last year. I don't know if you've seen too, too much of Newcastle, but Newcastle really is. I mean, if you watch Milan, the Milan game, they had three players on the box and every goal kick. They are pressing the absolute living crap out of everything right now which is I like to see that. But that's why their defense hasn't been as good this year. That's why you saw what happened with Brighton, where Brighton ended up smacking us 3-1 to one because our defense isn't as protected as it was because now we're sending players forward um, like crazy. Um, the, the, the one thing is, like you said, it's the finishing. Um, and we just, we got to finish. The problem is now you're seeing teams like, um, like Sheffield, or like like a Burnley or like the lower teams, they're packing everybody in that box on us, and they're making it impossible to shoot. Before people weren't expecting us to, and we were hitting them on the counter attack, and we would have open shots with maybe like two defenders in the way. Now we're having to play a different style of like we have to find ways to create open spaces, and I think that's what Newcastle really needs to to work on is getting better at not just possessing it, but getting the ball into better spaces. So we don't look like Jorginho just passing back and forth. I, I think you should take a, a page out of Liverpool's book, you know, because it worked against Newcastle. Just just let him score early first, and then you just have to be on the front foot. That's fine. I'm fine with that. As long as we get the win, I don't care. We can give up seven goals if we get the win. I, I don't care. <laughs> Whatever yeah. works, we'll do it. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, it works for Liverpool. It could work for Newcastle. And, man, Newcastle... Just I have to bring it up again that 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 Liverpool game, wasn't it fun? 
Dom and I were watching it together at Dom's house, and uh, Dom was riding it real high for most of that game. No, I was being uh, so that's not accurate. I was I was sitting there being very quiet, not rubbing it in JD's face that we were winning and that Van Dyke got a deserved red card because oh it was a deserved red card. Oh, <laughs> it, whether it sucks, it was a deserved red card. Um, and I was being very quiet while he complained about the terrible refing decisions the whole time because JD <laughs> has a thing against the refs. <laughs> so that's what it was really like. And then afterwards, I said, we deserved to lose. So, yeah, we did deserve to lose. So <laughs> I don't, you know, there's there's nothing here. There's nothing here. <laughs> you you let sack of potatoes, waste of money, Darwin Nunes score two goals in like seven yeah. minutes to win the yeah, game. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, that, was, that, wasn't, that wasn't pretty. <laughs> All right, well, I had to just bring that up while, while you were on, you know, because I definitely talked about it when that game happened. But now mm-hmm. that you're on the podcast right now, I had to bring it up again. Just oh, to, I expected it. I expected you to bring it up. Yeah, but that concludes our previews for the week. Um, should be a really fun weekend of games. Unfortunately, again, I won't really be able to watch most of these games. I'll be watching all the recaps of them because I'll be uh, I'm playing 45 holes of golf in about 48 hours uh, total. So if you don't know what golf is, that's a shit ton of golf. Um, I'm going to be very sore on Sunday, but uh, it'll be fun. Do you have any fun plans for this weekend, Dom? Um. Not really. you're, pretty, you're pretty sedentary right now. Yeah, with uh, threw my back out at work, so I'm pretty much just uh, doing stuff around here. Um, DC United plays uh, Red Bull, so I'll I'll probably go to that game, but I won't be yeah, able I was to. Just, like, I was gonna say, are you gonna be at that game? Just I'm gonna I'm gonna tr- I'm gonna try to go. Depends on how my back's feeling. Um, but it's supposed to be pouring the entire day, um, and so it's gonna be miserable. Um, and I won't be able to go in the capo stand because my back, obviously. Um, so it'll pretty much be, uh, just drive to the game, watch the game, go home, um, probably get some streams in just because like, like you said, I'm sedentary sitting down. So play some FIFA cause it just came out. Well, EAFC now, sorry. Um, <laughs> and then just schoolwork the normal weekend. So, well, speaking of streaming, plug your, your Twitch channel here. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. So my Twitch name, if you are interested is, uh, DR, uh, one zero three three. Um, and yeah, I stream formerly known as FIFA, uh, EAFC now, um, and you know, some random games the other day I was playing like Hogwarts Legacy, um, just some like, you know, random games sometimes. So yeah, you pop, need to pop play on some, in. You need to play Starfield. Do you have, do you have Xbox Game Pass? I do have Xbox Game Pass and I know that it, it is free with Xbox. It's free game. with Xbox. That's how I'm playing. I'm, I'm my, playing on a PC Game Pass. My problem is that is a game I'd have to dedicate so much time to. <laughs> So yeah, I have about 30 hours in. It's uh, also open world, so it's like I don't know. Open world games I sometimes not huge fan of. So this one I can just say I I'm not really a big RPG fan. It's not that I'm not a fan, I just don't really play them ever. <coughs> Excuse me. Um like even uh like Hogwarts Legacy. I'm I'm the biggest Harry Potter fan. I didn't I didn't get it. I I just my girlfriend played the shit out of it. She she beat it in like a week. She loves those types of games. I just, I'm not a huge fan of them usually. I don't know. They just play slow for me. But Starfield, honestly, is so much fun. That's, well, that's, that's how I felt about um, Hogwarts Legacy at first. Like, I, I started playing it again, like I said. But, like, it's just, like, there's like, so many medial tasks inside the game, like, that have nothing to contribute to the story. And I feel like they just put, the developers just put that there so that way, you know, they can, th- like, lose the focus of the fact that they don't have a really actually good story in the game. 
Starfield's so, not like that. But that's what I've, I've heard. Starfield is like more comparable to Sp- Skyrim, where it's actually a good story. So I have heard that. Yeah. It's just I don't know if I want to dedicate my life to that right now. <laughs> yeah, no, I get it. But yeah, um, they, we would have done fan questions, but uh, instead we had a fan on. So um, you yeah, ask me a lot of questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're usually the one asking three fucking questions every week, but. <laughs> If this is the first time you're listening to us, it's going to be really weird for the next episode when Matt's back. Um, I'm not usually hosting the show. I'm usually the color commentary and Matt's usually doing it. So it's a little weird for me whenever I'm put into this this position, but I enjoy doing this podcast. So if you enjoyed this, please like, subscribe, follow us on Spotify, follow us on Instagram. Um, We have a Twitter. I never tweet on it, so don't bother there. But um, yeah, just follow us mostly on on Instagram. That's usually where we post stuff. And uh, yeah, just listen for more. We, uh, we're, we're almost to our 250th episode. I think this is 246, I want to say. Um, but yeah, we're definitely going to do something big for 250. Probably have a couple friends on and just make it a big fun, probably a drinking stream. I mean, I'm always, I always have a beer, but we'll make it a long one. And I'll probably drink like 15 Natty Lights like I did for the 200th and the 150th. But uh, yeah, <laughs> look forward to that one. So uh, Dom, I love you. Thank you for coming on last minute. But uh, we'll see you. We'll see you next time. See you guys.